Hello and welcome to this week's Limerick Voice Talking Sports podcast. My name is Ryan Bailey and we're on episode 6 of the podcast and of the semester. And this week's podcast, the main feature of it is an interview that I recorded just a few minutes ago with the Sigerson Cup manager for this year, Declan Bruder. We go through what has happened so far in the season for you well the plans for next week's quarter final, which will be against Athlone IT, now known as MTU Midlands. And we just have a general chat about college football and senior football in the college in particular. Just to go through some of the latest ULGA news, the draws have been made for the third level Camogie competitions. So in the O'Mulligan Cup, UL's third team are in Group A against MIC Limerick 2, IT Sligo and MIC Thurlis. In the Parcel Cup, UL's second team will be up against IT Carlow, UU Jordanstown and TUS Athlone. And in the Ashburn Cup, which is the top tier of the competition, UL are drawn in a group with Waterford IT, DCU and UCD. Also in terms of the latest news in college, uh, a huge congratulations to UL's O'Connor Cup player Erica O'Shea who received an All-Star award last week. The Cork Intercounty footballer and McCroom club player picked up an All-Star uh, last weekend. So huge congratulations there to Erica O'Shea on that. Before we go into the interview with the Sigerson manager, Declan Bruder, the Sigerson team had a win there on Monday night. They beat MTU Kerry, which of course is IT Tralee, on a scoreline of 5-19 to a goal in 10. That game was played in the North Campus. Also this week, last night, which was Thursday night, the second year boys footballers lost out in their All-Ireland final against DCU. The game was played up in DCU and it finished on a scoreline of DCU 3-11, UL 11 points. So that was back-to-back victories for the DCU second year footballers and hurlers who both won All-Ireland Day Championships in DCU last night. So this week is, of course, week 11. It was the week of uh, Christmas Day. And there was a game on on Christmas Day, which saw the senior ladies beat Maynooth on a scoreline of four goals and 14 points. Sorry, four goals and 14 points, that is, to a goal and six. That was the quarterfinal of uh, Division 1. So they're through to the semi-final in that one. And from what I can see here, that is all of the sports news that is available for the week just gone. So without further ado, we go into this week's main feature of the Limerick Voice Talking Sports Podcast. And here is an interview with the UL Sigerson football manager, Declan Bruder. Declan, thanks William for joining me on this week's edition of the podcast. Uh, of course, Sigerson manager this year in UL. A few games underway so far and we're heading towards the end of this first semester of the college year. How, how are you finding the season so far? Yeah, Ryan, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, look, it's it's been a funny season in that um, I suppose we didn't have football in UL last year or in any college. Uh, so we've kind of been finding our way really back uh, back onto the field. So we're week 11 and we've just been told, uh, we've just got details that we have a quarterfinal next week. Uh, so it's a bit different to previous years in that the, the league will probably be almost wrapped up by now at this stage as we head for um, exams. But um, to be fair, the buy-in from players has been excellent. So we're, we're very happy with, with what we've had so far. And three games, is that right, you've had so far? UCC, I, I got the two CIT and IT Shirley games uh, myself that were on the campus. Some impressive display so far. 
Yeah, uh, we've had three games, you're right. We were away to UCC in round one. Um, and we won that game uh, by four or five points, I think, which was a huge shot in the arm, I suppose, really, for, for our season. Uh, to, to go down to a place like UCC and get a win was was massive and uh, really character-building performance. Um, followed that up then with two home games. We beat CIT um, last week and, and then uh, this Monday just gone, we beat uh, IT Tralee in, uh, in UL as well. So, yeah, three wins from three. Uh, Delighted, really, with, with um, you know what we've what we've managed to get through our hands so far, really, because we have a lot of club commitments and uh, things like that. So, um, yeah, really happy with the three the three performances. I suppose a bonus, really, that we've got three wins and um, looking forward now to, to to next week again. Just uh, you were touching there on the club commitments still there too, and of course this is a college setup, so. With any manager of any team, a club level or county level, there's going to be barriers there and obstacles in the way. So you've got the the obvious one there of students being in college. Um, I suppose it's handier the fact that they'll be training on the campus and playing a few of the games on the campus too. But that is an obstacle in itself. Um, talk to me about that and we'll, and we'll go on to the club commitments then as well. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge, Ryan. Um, there's so many factors involved in college football. Like, um, this is my fourth year involved with UL now, and it doesn't ever get any easier in, in terms of the, the the obstacles that that are are in place in a role like this. Like, from a player's point of view, they're trying to serve so many masters, be it club, uh, county, uh, college. You know. Uh, on top of that, like which which is something we put a strong emphasis on, is there is there studies, and you know we try and balance everything for them. Uh, they have a huge workload, really, um, and it is it is hard to, to to balance everything. But as you as you said, like two of our games were at home. Um, it's certainly it's certainly easier to to you know get lads out um, for home games, um, and on top of that, then you have you have guys that are on placement. Um, so, so the squad that you think you might have at the start of the year is often unravelled uh, when you when you you know start to dig into it with fellas on teaching practice, uh, some before Christmas, some after Christmas. So it's uh, you know it's a it's a minefield really to be honest in terms of trying to manage the whole thing. Yeah, because when you look at it and even looking on in games, there's on paper there's such an amount of talent there from all around the country. But as a manager, you're surely thinking, is there ever going to be a time where I'm actually going to get all these fellas on the field at once? As you said, between club commitment and lads off on placement as well. Yeah, you're right. And and I mean, the answer to that is probably, I'll probably never get them all on the field um, like I would wish. That's the, that's the reality of, of college football. I, I've, I have seen that in previous years. I have sat at home picking teams uh, that have never come to pass. Um, you know, between, as you said, uh, club, county, um, injuries, uh, college workload, everything that I alluded to a few minutes ago, it, it is, it is, it is absolutely, uh, it's, it's hard going. But look, what we, all we can do is, is, is plan, uh, week on week and, you know, have a longer term view towards Sigerson Cup in January. Uh, to look at as many people as we can, to be fair to lads, that, you know, to give them a crack at this. And uh, as I said, we have been very, we've been very happy and very lucky with what we've had uh, so far, and, and very happy with um, with how it's gone for us overall. There's a challenge there as well coming at you 
Declan, when it comes to, as we said, the three games that you've played so far, when there's lads that are going to be uh, available for certain games and not available for others, whether it be to, you know, as we said, college work, club commitments, placement, whatever, it must be difficult to get every player that opportunity to play in one of them games as well as for yourselves as a management team to see them as well. Uh, it's difficult, but it, it it is manageable. Like we have had three games, and we have rotated throughout all three games. Uh, we have had the second years um, in in a, in a competition up until last night, where where they were beaten by DCU in an All Ireland final. But that's been great for them as well to give them some experience. And I've been I've been liaising with the lads and, and uh, in the second year management team, uh, also liaising with our intermediate management, and between us. We're, we're managing it as best we can. We're, we're making sure that, I suppose, really, like we're, we're providing a platform for everybody in UL that wants to play football. That, that's a lot of what we're trying to do. So the door that we, you know, that we have is not closed to anybody. Everybody's welcome. And we will find a level for everybody if they want to play football in UL. So I think between us, we're, we're managing it managing the whole thing as well as we can uh, given all the all the challenges and obstacles that that are placed in front of us and you said there this is your fourth year involved at UL you said it as well that it's, it's a it's a hectic sort of schedule and, and we've we've gone through this so far in the interview already about the obstacles that are there what keeps you coming back uh, it's very enjoyable um it's a challenge but but like I always say this. Um, I'm I'm in a privileged position managing the UL footballers. I, I have had some absolutely brilliant footballers through my hands in the last couple of years. On top of that, you know, I've had some really good individuals. Like they're they're people first and players second, really. And to be fair, we've had we've had great times with these lads. They're 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 trying to manage a, a difficult schedule, you know, with, with everything that we discussed previously, but I I have never really come across any any bad guys in my time, just lads that want to play football, that you know, high achievers and look, it's it's a it's a privilege for me to manage manage them and I, I feel I feel lucky to to be in this position. So as much as it's challenging, it's uh it's it's a it's a very rewarding position as well from my point of view. And just on you spoke about the individuals there uh, so many players have passed through UL, not in just in terms of football and other sports as well, but as we're talking on the topic of football, is there any one player that you've coached in UL that has just completely excelled since they've uh, since they've left the college, or even maybe they're still in the college as well? Ah, there's loads, really. Um, I suppose one that really stands out currently is Ryan O'Donoghue from Mayo. Um, Ryan was with us for, for the last four, he was in UL for four years. And if you just look at his own performances uh, with Mayo this year, I suppose he he really excelled. He's carried that form onto uh, his club, uh, Bell Mullet this year, who are in a, in a, in a county final uh, this Sunday. But Ryan is just one that comes to mind, to be honest. There, there has been great players uh, come through our hands in UL. Um, all high achievers, as I said, you know, it's it's um, it's uh, it's uh, a great location for these lads from Kerry, Mayo, Cork, Clare, Limerick. You know that the, the standards and uh, the facilities in UL are just are just second to none, and um, yeah, 
we've been we've been lucky to have Ryan and and many more with him over the years. Yeah, and, and just on that as well, you you said uh, a few of the different counties there that are coming to UL. Is that a trend that you've seen yourself over the last few years? That you know the the amount of lads coming from Mayo and coming from a bit further afield has uh, has grown in UL. I think so. Yeah, I definitely do. We've we've had a huge um, uptake or or um, I suppose kind of buy in from from Mayo lads in particular. Kerry, um, Kerry and Mayo are probably the two biggest from from where I sit as the football manager. Um, huge amount of players from Cork this year, where we wouldn't have had as many maybe in the last couple of years. Uh, Clare, which is testament to the brilliant work that Cullum Collins does in Clare, is producing more and more footballers that that are are ready to play uh, football. Um, you know, at, at Sigerson level. Uh, most definitely, um, Limerick has has produced uh, a few players every year. I'm a Limerick man myself, so I'm very conscious of that, and I'm very keen to get as many Limerick people that we can. Um, it's important to have a local uh, presence as well. Um, and what I mean by that is, if you look at the Fitzgibbon team, it will be made up primarily of Clare, Tipperary, and Limerick uh, over the years. And I think it's important that. The geographical location of the players is is um, you know is more local as this team develops because the challenges that come in January, you know, when the intercounty game um, gets back up and running, and also the fact that the uh, college doesn't go back until late January, uh, the, the, you know, the location of the players is really important, and they have to have a kind of, a, I suppose, a want to play. Um, for UL in that really difficult time because the challenges get so harder for players in January and there has to be something there to cling on to and I do believe that that kind of local presence um, the closer you are to the college the more that, that it might mean to you and the more it will stand to the college then as they um, as they you know get ready for Sigerson in January Absolutely Declan final word here as you said quarter final next week uh, can you give us some of the match details on it when's the game? Uh, not confirmed yet, but just in the last half an hour, I have been told that we are home to uh, TUS Midlands, who I believe to be uh, formerly at Lone IT. So I suppose if you keep an eye on the UL social media, um, as soon as it's confirmed, I presume it will be out on, on, on social media. But definitely home next week and definitely uh, TUS Midlands uh, slash at Lone IT, as I said. Well, Declan, the very best of luck in the game next week and for the remainder of the season. And thank you very much for joining me on the Limerick Voice Talking Sport podcast. Great stuff, Ryan. Thank you. So that's it for this week's show. My thanks again to Declan for joining me on episode six of the podcast. Of course, as he said, the quarterfinal for the Sigerson team is on next week, so keep an eye on the ULGAA Twitter account as well as the Limerick Voice sports page on our website for uh, the details of the fixture, what time it's going to be at, what day, stuff like that. And of course, keep an eye out for the ladies senior footballers who will be in action in their league semi-final in the coming weeks as well. That's it for episode number six. We'll be back next week with episode number seven, which will be week 12 and one of the final podcasts of the semester. Until next week, thanks for listening.